From the Montana Kaiman, University of Montana's independent student-run newspaper, this is the Kaiman Cast for the week of February 28th. I'm Austin Amistoy. As COVID-19 cases plunge in Missoula from an Omicron peak in early February, the University of Montana is making big changes to its long-standing pandemic policies. As of today, March 3rd, students and staff are no longer required to wear masks indoors. While the change may mark a turning point in the pandemic, the effects of COVID-19 adaptations are lingering. In a recent survey of UM professors by the University Faculty Association, nearly 90% reported a negative impact to their mental health during the pandemic. This time, I check in with a professor of sociology to gauge his thoughts on the end of the mask mandate, the challenges professors faced during the pandemic, and where things should go from here. I'm very pleased to welcome Professor Jackson Bunch to the Kaiman Cast this week. Bunch is an associate professor of sociology in UM's College of Humanities and Sciences and also the director of the Criminology Research Group. He came to UM in 2013 and before that obtained his PhD from the University of Georgia with a focus in crime, law, and deviance. His research explores the causes of victimization, the relationship between victims and offenders, and the emotional impact of victimization. In a university faculty association meeting on February 18th discussing the results of a faculty workload survey, Bunch raised concerns about potential changes to the university's COVID-19 policies, including dropping the campus-wide mask mandate. Professor Bunch, thank you for joining me. Glad to be here. I wanted to start by asking you to expand on an idea you brought up in that university faculty association meeting. At one point, you mentioned that the impending decision by the university to end the mask mandate might be like pulling out the rug from under the feet of faculty and students who are still worried about COVID-19. Professor, what does pulling the rug out mean to you and to other faculty who share your concerns about these COVID-19 policy changes that may be in the works at the university? Well, I, I think that a lot of people were okay with the idea of teaching in person this semester with the assumption that we would be, you know, everyone would be masked throughout the course of the semester. And so having this change midway through, I think, uh, you know, though it'll be welcomed by some faculty and some students. I think that there will be some faculty and students who uh, it'll be a, a difficult transition for them. It's not effectively, it's not kind of what they signed up for. Professor, you taught at the university for about six years before COVID-19 hit us in 2020. Tell me a little bit about the path you took to get to UM and what teaching was like for you pre-COVID maybe. Uh, Sure. So UM was uh, my first job out of grad school. Um, I applied to universities all across the country. And uh, whenever I came and visited Missoula, really fell in love with the place. So I've been here, like you said, since 2013 and and had very positive experiences here. COVID was definitely uh, a shift for me in that you know, moving things online into Zoom. I'd certainly had experience with Zoom before, uh, but had not taught, uh, you know, these sort of synchronous remote classes. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think of my own experiences as a student and as a a professor. I've never 
taken uh, an asynchronous online class mm. and never taught one. And so, uh, you know, that that is something that I haven't really felt as much of an option for me with the training and experience I have at this point. Um, right. But uh, doing the, uh, you know, kind of live synchronous online classes um, was obviously something that had to get used to very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, and, and it's definitely a different dynamic. Before the pandemic hit, Professor, what kind of classes were you teaching? Uh, I would do a, a variety of classes. I've got one of the, you know, very large introductory level uh, classes, you know, with typically, you know, 130, 150 people in it. Mm. Um, but even in those larger classes, I do like to break the the class into smaller groups and have, uh, you know, students, uh, you know, having more kind of uh, uh one-on-one small group activity type of interactions. Right. Um, uh, and then I also teach some upper division, you know, writing intensive seminars, smaller classes, you know, even graduate level. And so, you know, those are much, much more discussion-based, a bit less structure going into it. We made the transition online and there were definitely some some, some hiccups with that process. Uh and, you know, everybody just dealing with so much of the uncertainty and mm-hmm. fear and kind of the trauma involved with that. Uh, you know, we made it through that semester, but, uh, you know, that very abrupt change uh, that no one was really prepared for, I think, was pretty shocking. Well, I'm, I'm actually glad you mentioned the sort of fear and uncertainty of the situation, because really the reason that I wanted to have you on, Professor, is because of this faculty association survey that was conducted sort of in the wake of COVID-19. Um, and it, it has some pretty pretty stark results, I guess you could say. I mean, some of the big takeaways from this survey, which which had a, you know, a fair representation of, of all the departments on campus, um, you know, said 48% of professors who were surveyed said they added one to five more hours of work each week during the pandemic, and 42% said they added more than five hours per week. So that's nearly 100% of professors who reported adding more work during the course of the pandemic and now compared to the start. And you know maybe most worryingly or most tellingly, 75% of male faculty and 95% of female faculty reported a decline in mental and emotional well-being during the pandemic. So these are you know some pretty serious numbers and some pretty serious results. But I was hoping you could maybe contextualize that for us and for the listeners a little bit as a professor yourself. What do those numbers look like in a day-to-day teaching job? So certainly teaching uh, during the pandemic has involved a lot more work. Some of that is so some people have, you know, been teaching online, which involves some changes. Uh, I know that certainly in my case and a lot of other people's, uh, we're really oftentimes having to juggle multiple modalities, basically teaching a class both in person and online. And the level of prep that can be involved with that, it's almost like preparing two separate courses. Mm. Um, you know, there's there's certain approaches that are very suited to one modality and certain approaches that are much better with another and trying to make, uh, you know, some sort of experience is going to be, you know, rewarding for both the students who are in class and the students who are unable to come to class, either because of health concerns, because they have COVID, because they've been exposed to COVID and so forth, can really involve a lot of extra effort. 
And of course, then there's just the interacting with students who are going through a lot of, you know, the same kind of pressure cooker type situation Mm -hmm. that everybody is with the pandemic. Um, You know, there's there's a lot more emotional labor sort of thing that goes on with that. So a lot of students dealing with really challenging, really difficult circumstances and kind of trying to make sure that they, you know, don't fall behind because they got sick and missed, you know, right. a week or more of class, or maybe they got sick and then were not able to go to work and then are not able to pay rent and then are getting evicted because of that. Did, did you get those responses from students throughout the pandemic, you know, talking about these things that, that you mentioned, these things they were going through, getting sick themselves, having family members fall ill? You know, like, did you encounter these things yourself? Yes, regularly. I guess one of the groups that we haven't talked about very much, maybe as an academic community or just, you know, as members of the public or members of the university are the professors who are sort of the the pressure points that these students are going to with, with these concerns. How did how did you sort of navigate the pandemic yourself? Uh, well, um, so the first full year of pandemic, the last academic year, I was on sabbatical. So I was, <laughs> uh, I was not in the classroom. But yeah, since being back in the, the classroom this year, uh, I feel like in a number of ways I uh, escaped some of the 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 brunt uh, that would have been involved with having taught last year mm-hmm. that you know really just trying to figure out what's going on you know, this was a time before vaccines were an option a time whenever we didn't have as good of an understanding even of how covid was transmitted and mm-hmm. stuff and so I think there was would have been a lot of you know uncertainty that I mean, so many of us were feeling with our, our daily lives in general, but certainly in the workplace. Coming back this year, uh, you know, kind of with the, at least the confidence of, uh, you know, strong university support for mask mandates, um, mm. you know, availability of vaccination. Um, you know, it it has it has been challenging for me, but maybe not as frightening as I feel like it yeah. would have been earlier. Um, you know, I felt like there were more protections for, you know, my own health, at least. Yeah. Uh, there certainly been impacts on mental health, you know, again, talking about, you know, just the kind of anxiety that we've all felt. And then just, you know, all of the, the hardships that students have been facing mm. and, you know, working with them and trying to, you know, keep them going. Uh, definitely, it, it has a toll. You also, Professor, have been involved uh, to the best of my knowledge, on the back end of this survey and these discussions with administration. You know, uh, the faculty are really pushing for solutions to the problems that have been raised in this survey when it comes to increased workload and the, the strain on professors. What are the solutions that you've heard faculty pushing for? And what do you hope administration may do to help uh, professors who are, you know, struggling with the pandemic and, and the, the aftermath of it? Well, thinking about the uh, the results from that survey, you know, the uh, different suggestions that they had that both uh, Faculty Senate and the UFA had based on that, uh, I thought were very good that, you know, providing uh, to some extent technical support for faculty to be able to manage, uh, you know, this uh, you know, even though we are largely teaching in person, still this online element of classes, kind of the technology aspect of that. You know, one of the you know, things that was mentioned was basically not kind of implicitly or explicitly threatening faculty positions uh, and not uh, bringing about increases in workload. Um, mm. Because certainly that, 
you know, the the university is still dealing with uh, budgetary crises. And so there are, you know, certainly faculty and staff on campus who do not feel as secure in their positions. And so having that hanging over them in addition to everything else with the pandemic, I think is, uh, you know, really challenging. And also, you know, the idea of uh, increasing faculty workloads in part to kind of help make up some of these uh, potential budget cuts or, you know, increase productivity. Uh, I think that that now is not as much of a, a good time to be talking about, you know, uh, again, increasing workloads or cutting positions. But in the middle of this, of course, we have the issue of the mask mandate. Um, the Commissioner of Higher Education, as we know, has been pushing Montana universities to lift their mandates as COVID numbers have been sort of falling and the Omicron variants burned through. MSU in Bozeman lifted their mandate earlier in February. And last week, we learned that UM is ready to do the same. And like I mentioned, as of the recording of this interview, the university has not lifted the mandate yet. But uh, it sounds like you and many other faculty members are pretty against lifting it, at least suddenly and without any additional policies in place. So, Professor, should the university lift the mandate right now? If it were up to me, we would not. We would maintain it throughout the rest of the semester. Um, however, I realize that uh, some of the people making decisions at the upper levels here, you know, have different concerns. Um, you know, clearly, you know, from the Office Commissioner of Higher Education from, you know, Helen in general, there's a lot of pressure to roll back a lot of the pandemic protections. Um, and I could not imagine a scenario in which, you know, we have a mask requirement in place, you know, within the next couple of weeks. If the mandate's lifted, how does that impact you and your classroom? Like, what what's at stake here if the mandate goes away? I would say that uh, as a faculty member, uh, you know, I have some access to high quality masks through the university. I've certainly bought a number of them myself. I will, you know, probably not push to try to transition to online. I'll probably continue teaching in person mm. uh, despite, you know, serious reservations about that. But also, you know, I do not live with, you know, a young child who is not vaccinated and I do not live with at risk, you know, family members or anything. So I realize that my position is, you know, not as inherently risk filled or as tenuous as as other a number of other people on campus. You know, so the for me, I would probably continue to wear a mask. Um, a group that I am concerned with, in addition to, to faculty, are students who mm. are you know, either immunocompromised, have some underlying health condition that put them at risk of COVID, or who have young children who haven't been vaccinated. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I do not think that that's the majority of students on campus. I mean, just from the sense that I get, I think that most students would be fine with and supportive of getting rid of the mask mandate. But I think that there are some who would be, you know, pretty uh, scared of that. Yeah. To your point, Professor, that lifting the mandate is, if it is inevitable, it's a very sticky situation. It would seem as though at least a lot of professors are calling out for a careful execution of lifting the mandate and not just this sort of rip off the mandate style, or as you said in, in the faculty association meeting, pull out the rug situation. You know, if the, if the mask mandate is going to end, what should the way out of the pandemic 
look like? What's the best way, at least that that you could ask for, to sort of get us to this point that everyone wants to be that isn't so abrupt? It's a hard question. I, as I mentioned earlier, I would be supportive with maintaining the status quo for the rest of the semester. You know, keep the mass mandate in place. And, you know, going forward, if, you know, know, in the the summer, next fall, uh, you know, if there is no mask mandate, then people could make their enrollment decisions accordingly. You know, Mm. maybe if they're not comfortable with being in person without masks, they could take online classes. If they're not comfortable teaching in person without masks, they could teach online classes. I think that there's almost an informed consent aspect of this. However, I think that as a political reality, you know, at this point, I believe that we are the only uh, you know, Montana campus that is maintaining its mask mandate. And I, you know, again, I, I do not envision that that's going to last much longer. Um, it seems kind of inevitable. And so I hope that the university is planning ahead and making sure that, you know, there are the resources there, you know, that they're being flexible with, uh, you know, faculty, for instance, you know, mm. if, if somebody needs to transition online that deans are willing to let them do that if you know having the support for students uh you know to be able to have you know get high quality masks if they you know feel like they need that in order to be comfortable in the classroom um you know i've not spoken individually with all the students in my classes so i don't know what percentage of students would not feel comfortable attending in person without a mask mandate at this point but I, you know, just from casual interactions and and conversations I've had, I would assume that there would be at least some. And, you know, I I don't want for them to be ignored or kind of left on their own, uh, abandoned, effectively. Well, a lot of dominoes potentially about to fall in the next days and weeks. Professor, once again, UM Sociology Professor Jackson Bunch joining me on the Kaiman cast to chat more about the faculty survey and the impending removal of the mask mandate. Uh, Professor, thank you for your time. It's a pleasure, Austin. In the days following our interview, UM made the end of the mask mandate official, announcing that professors had one week before they could no longer require masks in the classroom. In a follow-up, Bunch said the decision to roll out the end of the mandate over a week was a good one, but hoped UM administration would have contingency plans in place for faculty and students. So I'll be meeting with my class tomorrow, uh, and I'll probably give them, you know, a little speech then, you know, I'll I'll remind them that they do need to continue wearing class masks, you know, that day, but that on Thursday, they won't have to just to make sure that everybody's up to date on what the rules are. Um, And I'll let them know that I'll continue to wear a mask. You know, most students will probably not be wearing masks. I'd like to create sort of a, 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 you know, an environment, maybe sort of a permission structure for the students who do want to continue wearing masks to feel comfortable doing so. So by kind of modeling that behavior, hopefully that makes them feel a little more comfortable with it. Uh, You know, I've I've read some. On Monday's episode of The Second Look, 
Eleanor Smith asks UM students how they feel about the end of the mask mandate. The Kaiman Cast is produced and edited by me, Austin Amistoy. That's it for this week's episode. Next time, a UM Alert email in early February warned of a sharp rise in reports of roofies or date rape druggings in Missoula. What you need to know. I'll see you there. <laughs>